to people for editing, but ain't no one ever took me up on my offer, which is funny because I have 15 years of editing experience, but... Yeah, I was actually, uh, I was doing some digging trying to figure out about you and stuff and, and what you're all about. And I saw that you used to uh, do uh, porn acting yourself. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. 15 years in the business, male talent, producer. Um, I didn't help girls get nominated for awards. Fortunately, I didn't get none of them to win one, but it is what it is. And manage girls. I know people don't like the term groom, but that we did. We groomed them for the industry. They right. helped them set up their own site and uh, find work in the industry for them. We had contacts back then, you know. But right. since then, the contacts that I had to have now left the business. So, and I'm retired. So, <laughs> And now you got the Smokers Lounge podcast. So it goes oh, full yeah. circle. Now you oh, get yeah. to interview the new talent. Oh yeah, and I enjoy it. Um, it just it's just funny seeing from where I came from when I got the business to how it is now. It's it's night and day. It's crazy. Well, let me tell you, I started in the business in two thousand nine myself, and I haven't done actual like production porn, but I've been a solo self-producing online hoe <laughs> my whole adult life, and even um, the industry as far as that goes has changed hugely yeah. since 2009 alone um because here's the thing i think that things started getting all fucked up when only fans was introduced into the picture and it, and it totally fucked the game on all levels all see i ain't the only person think that smokers <laughs> huh? no because i said i i was talking about smokers see i'm not the only person that thinks that because it's the truth um, it is absolutely the truth. I'm living that nightmare right now um, from somebody that was able to just sell off of my own platform for years and years and years. I didn't have to put work into it to now, like, you know, having dudes with the audacity to argue with me about my fucking prices. Like, what? <laughs> and yeah. see, and see, and this is what they just didn't understand. And the biggest fuck up they made. And I don't give a fuck what anybody say. And I'm about to piss off some people. And y'all know okay. I, I don't care. When they start doing these two OnlyFans account bullshit, free VIP, y'all fucked up the game. Y'all fucked up the game. Because guess what you end up doing? You end up cutting out the next model who wasn't doing that shit. Two, you're basically telling your fans that your content ain't worth shit. That's why you're offering it for free. Exactly. So there is like a standard with the two different types of profiles that these girls and OnlyFans do. The free ones typically will come with the bare minimum, kind of what you'll see on their social media. Um, and then there's the locked posts. And then mm. there's the girls with the paid subscriptions who mm. usually will give it all for no paywall. And then you got mm. bitches like me who have a paid subscription and everything good is locked the fuck down and you're paying for it. <laughs> yeah. if, you want, you mean- if you want a hot and ready little Caesars, you can have that. The internet yeah. is a big fucking place. But my personal time, that's a luxury and I'm giving you a luxury service. So I'm going to be hot and ready, but it's going to be fucking quality. I'm going to be oh, a yeah. prime rib, but you're still going to get what you wanted. It's just going to cost you more. <laughs> yeah, because to me, it's like I have a discount of my stuff. No, this is the crazy part. Whenever I discount, no one buys it. 
actually they don't even use the discount code. They just go ahead and purchase the actual at regular price. And that would make me stop doing the discount. Because to me, and I keep saying this, porn is a luxury item. It absolutely is. And what ended up happening was, I keep saying this, the new nigga is porn star because people don't want to say the word porn anymore. They don't want to say porn star. They want to say content creator. Yeah. And to me, that ain't what the fuck y'all are. Y'all porn stars. We sell smut. I don't care if you're doing solos. I don't care if you're doing foot fetish. It is considered porn. I like that. Because for me, the reason why I don't call myself a porn star is because I'm not being produced by a company. So I call myself a content creator, but I would love if other people call me a porn star. Like, fuck. <laughs> I wouldn't call you a content creator. Because, okay, let's keep it 100. Because you you came in the game with DVDs and still things. You do realize they had solo content genre DVDs. Yeah, I do. I do remember that. I mean, yes. I I mean, even VHS. <laughs> I remember getting into my parents' porn stash after school, yeah. give myself a little after school special. <laughs> yeah, but because, back then there was solo girls back then. Yeah. It, it was it was a whole DVD section of that. Right. You know, period. And there were girls that didn't do boy girl that just did the solos and they called themselves porn stars. You get what I'm saying? So it's kind of like to me, it's like we sit here and try to be so progressive, right? But the people that get in it, you can't get into this business and be shamed and then think you're going to continue to make money. I, like I talked to one girl and she got OnlyFans. Now, actually, I said this on Fat Life. I'm on Fat Life. Every girl that's on fucking Fat Life got a fucking OnlyFans for fucking right. what? For fucking what? Y'all not putting out no quality content. Right. You ain't going to keep that OnlyFans for maybe for a fucking year at best because... Once the move, money starts to slow up, your ass up out of here. Well, and here's you know? the reality of it is that it's that, um, you know, uh, easy access type of shit that OnlyFans ushered in that has killed the game for people because of the fact that there are this rotating door of these women with unrealistic expectations about going into it that they're going to find instant success. So what they're doing is they're like listening to, and no offense, no shade to men, um, but they're listening to men that are buying these products and that are, are telling them, well, I won't, uh, other people sell it for this. Well, when the fuck did we do this to cater to what they're asking for? They're coming to oh. you for your services. So why the fuck do you care what somebody else is charging? That's the, reason, that's the reason why the game, when I came in, and even when you came in, it wasn't that fucking easy to get in. I don't give a damn. Because see, I'm going to keep it one with you. Solo content was a rarity right. when you came to that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The biggest mistake that happened was when girls figured out, I don't need to get a physical dick to get in the business. That's when the game went totally haywire because of webcamming and the whole night. Nothing against the webcamming. Right. That's what I started was on Streammate in in, uh, the first year of their operation. Actually, I think it was 2010 when I started on there. And uh, it was I was easily the number one BBW model 2011 uh, in America because there just wasn't competition. First of all, there wasn't other fat girls that were filling themselves to that point yet, for the most part. Uh, (laughs) And that's just the, the truth, you know, about it. But, you know, people were actually using it as like a real job. Um, Mm. And I think that when people, you know, they and I have so much respect for people that call, you know, vanilla jobs is what I call it. Your regular, 
nine to five and then also have like the spicy career, I have a lot of respect for it. But it's also the fact that some of that kind of does hurt the industry too, because this isn't, um, they're not, it's not their bread and butter. It's not their livelihood. So for them, it's a hobby, but for them cornering the market with their hobbyist ways, then people that are actually doing this for their full on income, uh, like myself, you know, we're sitting here this month, like looking at our bills, like I didn't make enough. Um, and things are getting really hard. And I have to say, it's very telling of the times for the fact that sex work is struggling in all genres. Uh, full service sex workers are even uh, having to fight for their livelihood with what they're making right now. And, you know, the, the sad reality is that sex work is the oldest profession that exists. And if that profession is fucking struggling right now, that should open a lot of people's eyes. There you go, smokers. How y'all doing? Welcome to the Smokers Lounge. <laughs> y'all know who I am. Kevin Officer of a Champ, a.k.a. The Porn Rap Star. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com, backslash porn rap star. Four sponsors to tell you about. The first one being the Facebook LS community, lsworld.com. Next up, the highest adult magazine in the game, eroticismmagazine.com. And for you content creators, 90% profit. And for you consumers, a new place to consume your X content. I'm talking about the melon-owned ExciteBunny.com. And last but not least, award-winning, award-nominated. We're talking about Smut with VoiceOver, and they even have virtual reality. Check out BlushErotica.com. We're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network. So go over to ShopGWDistrict.com and go buy something, don't you? Also, five days out the week in the morning, go check me out as I bring that smoke over at FullySwapRadio.com. Also, check me out at the Skyhawk app TV.com as well as the BGP LLC app. Now, this week, I have a gorgeous, sexy, blonde, bombshell, pod mommy, solo content creator, who obviously is a vet in this game, and we about to have a hell of a show, <laughs> introduce her sexy ass self. Hey, I'm Foxy Box, uh, your favorite number one crush. <laughs> I, you know, I, I kind of try to uh, just be relatable with what I do, so what you see is what you get with me. Um, so, hey, I might piss you off during this conversation, but that's okay, because um, I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, but that's what this, my podcast is for. is I listen to other podcasts, and they sugarcoat shit. They don't talk about the real in this business, not like they should. You know, they talk about more about sex than what the people need to know. You know, right, the, people, the realities people, of the game. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, because sometimes we play into the misconceptions about what we talk about on these podcasts and, and in the documentaries and stuff like that, you know, period. And it, to me, like I said, when I look at ladies like Miss B Nasty, I look at Jimmy Smack and all them, they're part of the, they're the ground zero of what went wrong with this game because when you, to be a porn star meant something. To be a cam girl meant something. Actually, I had this conversation with Rachel Miss Rachel, who's been in the business 12 years, she came in 2008, a year before you, and she talked about it. She said, it used to be sectioned off. Escorts with escorts, porn stars, porn star, cam girls with cam girls. Now everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be inclusive. And it killed the game because what ends up happening is the rules of engagement got merged. Got merged. Because now you have escorts bringing escort traits into a porn business. You had cam girls and they bring the shit to cam girl to the cam business, you know, period. And a lot of the stuff that you would see is escort shit. So people can understand that. The discount, 
the thirty, the the, the three dollars for the next thirty spots, the free subscription, all that is escort shit. Because guess what the escorts did back in two thousand and eight? When when everyone started going to back page, forty dollars calling cards handed out to people, things like that. Yeah. The original merch. <laughs> yeah, but see what ended up happening was when the game got saturated, girls started undercutting. So when a quick visit used to be eighty, now it's forty. An hour that used to be 300 is now 100. You feel what I'm saying? Now it trickled into the porn industry to where I keep telling everybody this and people get mad, you can speak to it. We made more money back in the day doing less than what the fuck they're doing now. And they they talking about they seeing money. No, y'all not seeing money like we used to. The reality of it is that there's a lot of people that are producing porn at this point. And again, no shade. I have a lot of respect for everything that everybody's doing. Um, but you see it in more of the context of like these content houses and things like that that pop up where you're actually paying to be a part of it, which is insane to me. Um, I, I can't Don't imagine showing up somewhere for less than a grand, like not me paying them. <laughs> um, I, I, I was shocked that Girls Gone Wild got away with that. Because I'm sitting there like, why I'm going to pay y'all for me to come shoot content? Well, and that's where I'm at is like, you know, people have approached me wanting me to do content houses. There is one content house that I really, um, it's the up and coming uh, Red Bottom Productions. Hell of fucking respect for Shout what he's doing. Red Bottom Daddy. I just Dude, did he's so good. I, he's just like such like a kind, like genuine man. And he is who I feel very comfortable with. So I've actually been considering going and being a part of that content house because it's not asking me for a whole bunch of stuff. They're like, Hey, you know, you want to, you want to pay to hang out for a day. It's not something that's like unobtainable for me as a model. And it's something that would work out for networking. And I want to be a part of that, even though I'm not um, actively, you know, I'm celibate and I'm spiritually celibate because I spent so many years in active addiction, having sex frivolously that I'm very guarded with it. Now that's why I'm a solo performer also because I'm a fat girl and I like how I photograph myself. (laughs) And so, you know, not everybody's going to catch that pretty glamour shot of me the way that I am. And that's basically what leaves there. But I want to go experience the Red Bottoms content house because it feels safe, safe to me. Yeah. Um, I I like um, that. Yeah, because what's interesting is that you have not done Boy Girl in your whole Never, group. never. You know what I'm not even as a solo. Uh, I think I have one Boy Girl video, and I just chopped up some uh, dick-sucking stuff that I had done on my fun time uh, in the past, like that was old, just so that uh, when I was healing from surgery, I could still make some money. <laughs> So I got a full hysterectomy this year. So um, it's been very interesting trying to navigate being an adult entertainer, not having full range to just like full out fucking myself. Um, I had to get very creative. I started doing fetish stuff, uh, which led me into wet and messy fetish, which is called Wham!, and that's the custom videos I make a lot of good money on. And that's shit like smashing pies all over my tits. You know, things like that. Um, oh, yeah. Pouring slime on my head. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, because the, the interesting part is, because you explained what kept you out doing work. You know, but the fact that you survived since 2009 without doing Boy Girl as a part of your repertoire speaks volumes so the question which i know everyone asks how was you able to pull that off myself a lot of girls before you answer you have a lot of girls have been doing webcam and eventually they decide to do boy girl 
The reason why, because the money ain't hitting like it used to be. So now they got to do boy girl to kind of make up for that lack of income. You know, yeah. so how was you able to stay out of the boy girl realm? Okay, number one, I have never been anything other than myself. I go by Kelsey, which is my legal fucking name. Foxy Box, if you want to call me that. That's great. I'm not hiding who I am. I've been able to dip into my own platform. All the guys that want to fuck me and can't, they pay to fuck me online. I mean, I have in real life men that regularly use my services, people that have known me since we were teenagers. Okay. Um, if you don't have personality, it's never going to work for you. And that's just the, that's just the rough truth about it is why it's worked for me to, to float this long off of my own social media. It's because I've been myself. I'm not fucking fronting. I've also been realistic about things. Number two, I sold a fuckload of drugs over the years. Let's be real. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, most of my bills were paid by that. Okay. The the sex work has always been an extra for me. So I didn't have a vanilla job. I had the opposite of a vanilla job. I had a pepper job and a barbecue sauce job. (laughs) But see, that's the thing that I tell females is that, well, if you're not going to do boy girl, you bet everything else you do better be so damn good that people forget that you don't do boy girl. And people argue with me a lot. They think that the fake dicks that I'm using are real because I know how to shoot. Uh, People Mm. say, bullshit, you're not shooting solo. I saw that video. You mean the one where I held it up here and acted like somebody was coming on me? (laughs) But see, but see, that's the difference because a lot of the girls that do solo. They're not inventive with it, you know. Mm. They it, it it because even to the point, like the most successful cam girls, they invented with their cam shows. The most successful girls that do the solo content, they invented with their solos. Mm-hmm. Even to get in, have a multiple, multiple selection of toys, from fuck machine to Sabian to to all that. Right. And I'm gonna ask you this. Why do you think girls think the easy route to get into this business is doing solos? Because they don't want to consider themselves porn stars, like what you said. Um, Okay, so I appeared on the Karamo show. uh, I went and filmed for them in March, okay? So there's been a clip of me that's been uh, buzzing around the internet, viral, about me talking about webcam, how I would jump on a bed and make $5 a minute from a client for 30 minutes. Um, And people see things like that and they want to think that it's that. And it's not. It's not that, guys. My titties were out, full fucking fledged, stretch marks ablazing, fat flopping, okay? Like these men, it might have been a humiliation thing. But guess what? I got a thick fucking skin and if they're paying me, I will jump on the bed. Um, But here's the the thing about it is that people, they think it's easy. You know how many girls from seeing that Karamo clip are in my DMs every single day asking me how they can do this without people in their life knowing or without showing their face or foot modeling? It's fucking insulting. It's insulting. It's fucking insulting. It's like, oh, okay, so you think I'm just like this fucking cheap trash because people know what I'm doing. That's how I take it. Is that they don't see they're like, oh well, I don't want this, but I want the money from it. And I'm sorry, but uh industry school. Industry school, go to McDonald's girl. And that what irks me about this this day and age. Because I don't care what nobody say. I I I get it, it's a content creator error. 
but the content creator never supposed to have control of this business. And we've seen why. Because mm-hmm. they're cheaping it. They're they muddy it up. They talk. They talk too yeah. fucking much. Yeah. And see, like, for example, one thing I learned about women in this business, their followers not leaders. Like, they'll watch your shit. They don't understand the work that you do behind it. All they see is you sticking the deal on your coochie and all that. So they think that's all it is, you know, period. And what kills me is many of them was like, I just don't want to fuck a lot of dicks, this, and third. Why are you coming into the business worried about a body count when it's a business that's based around a body count? You know, right. Period. That's a really fair point because people think, well, oh, it's a body count or I'm using my body for this work. But they don't look at it like any work that you do is hard labor on your body. There's a lot of people yeah. that are welders or um, people working on heavy machinery, things like that, that are making a lot less than you will. And they're putting way more work on their body. And people somehow look at that as not exploiting themselves. But mm. doing porn is exploiting yourself. And it's really sick that in this uh, sex positive society that people still that consume this shit still feel that way and perpetuate that like negativity yeah yeah because even to me it's like first of all it's a legal job right 100 percent. i have to pay taxes yeah and then two also it, it how can i put it this is what i hear about our business everyone uses it as a quick link from celebrities to rappers <laughs> ig models the whole nine you know period but as soon as they leave the game, they trash it. Right. You know, period. And I keep saying this. You can't come in this game with shame because it's going to prohibit you from moving. Just right. like how you said, like the conversation I had with a girl, I said, she was like, I have kids. I'm like, do y'all understand that the kids, okay, then, what's the between you having kids and you a stripper? What's the between you having kids and you a model? Right. You still see your body. You still going on the runway. Exactly. You still with some type of flesh. So, would you worried that your kids, friends are going to say, I want to fuck your mama? They're going to say They're that gonna anyway say, if you're a hot mama. Or they were going to say, yeah, exactly. They were going to say that no matter what. There's a whole fucking song by, uh, what is it called? Fountains Away in that shitty little emo pop yeah. song that Stacey's mom. Like, you think that yeah. those things exist because Stacey's mom was doing porn? No. Um, no. To be very honest, um, I am a mother. I have an almost 16-year-old son. Um, and he does not know. He knows that I do content creation uh, because it's an easy way for he to, him to understand. He's aware of the Beatbox podcast. He's aware of all of that stuff. Um, but I am playing with the idea in my head how to put it to him in a respectful way that wouldn't make him feel uncomfortable. Um, but he needs to know those things. It's very important to have um, those talks with your children if you're in the industry because you need to be raising sex positive uh, individuals. Yeah. Sex positivity is the backbone to what we do. And if we're not feeling sex positive, but we're the people making this content, it's kind of like, um, you know, uh, people that make stuff for uh, diabetic insulin injections and also Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Like, you can't be no. part of the problem and, and, and against the problem that you perceive as a problem. Like, yeah, because cause to me, let's keep it one. I, Kids is going to find porn because we found porn. Right. You know, period. Um, And I also said this to the ladies. I said, you think your kid really give a damn? Even at first they have an issue with, once the money start rolling in, 
they gonna be ushering your ass out the door, but like, what, mom, you gotta shoot. Bye. I mean, don't forget to them Jordans. I want that PS5 this Christmas. You yeah. know, period. It's like sometimes we overthink shit too much. Yeah. You know, period. And and I think that's where the problem comes in. Is that we're so worried about shit that we shouldn't be worried about. Like I never get a dude that was a male time that I wanted to push to the moon. He got out because yeah, I had a baby. The baby one years old. You gotta feed that baby still. Get back in here. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, and, and my mama always said it best. Y'all know what my mama said, smokers. Never be ashamed of anything you gotta do to feed your family. Because everybody's not gonna be a a a, a president. Everybody ain't going to be a mechanic. They, they, they need sex workers in this world. Right. You know, period. You know, you know then, if period. shit hits the fan, us sex workers are going to be a very important tool for the rest of you normies. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because think about it. As soon as the recession hit, guess what the first place people go? Only fan. Before that, it was Backpage. Yeah. my One of my biggest sellers is my girlfriend experience and also what I call sexy therapy is where... You know, I, I can just talk to you about how bad your life sucks and then come for you. You know, like I it's it's great. It works great. It's a great service that people should have. And, and um, you know, what we do is a service for people to relieve them of the stresses of life. Um, and so I never understand that other girls that shit all over their clients all the time or like always act so discontent about, you know, what they're doing. It's like we're supposed to be, you know, selling like a fantasy and escape or whatever. Nobody's going to want to go to an angry provider. <laughs> oh, hell no. I just you can be you, angry. I just want to tell you, hey, I'm looking at your your, your Twitter feed. Man, you sexy as fuck, bro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I try now, to keep... Go ahead, go ahead. What you about oh, to say? I try to really keep like my stuff, like something that I actually feel very proud of. I really put a lot of work into what I'm doing. Um, I am working 84 hours a week um, because, and I'm not making that kind of money to make it worth it yet, but it is worth it for me because I'm doing what I'm passionate about. And uh, I just started pouring into my brand again. I left for the corporate hustle three years ago. Um, I quit doing sex work right before the pandemic. <laughs> okay. Idiot, right? <laughs> so I quit and I went to the corporate world and I tried to be a property manager. I tried to be a leasing agent. I actually was a part of the problem with that shit because I was the person on the other side of the desk at the freaking pop-up luxury apartments telling you why you should be paying $3,000 for a one-bedroom apartment. Like, okay. fuck that. Fuck that. It was so soulless. I would rather fuck myself on camera for the world than to ever fuck other people off camera the way that I had to. You know what I mean? And I wasn't fucking them for pleasure. I was fucking them for corporate greed. And mm -hmm. leaving that shit really fucked me because I, I missed out on the whole OnlyFans thing. I already had established clients and I could erode that shit into the sunset. I could be in the top 1% instead of the top 30 right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't really pour my all into OnlyFans, though. I use my own platforms because fuck them. They are not taking my money. They're the worst pimp ever. What are they doing for me? Nothing. But see, that's the thing. It's like, that's what I found funny because OnlyFans, no porn site ever got that problem. Ever. In the history of porn. Not like that. Well, and they're anti-sex work, too. 
Very much so. But they're yeah. anti-fetish. I fucked myself with a uh, spatula in a fetish video that I did. I did a, a strawberry cake messy video where I covered myself in batter and I used the fucking spatula and I fucking inserted it and I uploaded it on OnlyFans privately to somebody through my vault that paid for the video and OnlyFans removed it because of the spatula. Yeah, yeah I, I see you be a whole lot of fun in the bedroom. I, I see that now. <laughs> you gotta subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. You gotta check out my works. <laughs> oh my! I keep goodness. everything good under a paywall. Actually, there is one place which is Pornhub. If you guys want to sample my wares, I have a full length. I have a. Did we? What just happened? No, no, no. I, I moved it. Oh, <laughs> I'm so not used to Skype. Uh, so I have actually a full length video on Pornhub. Um, I used to keep a little bit more there, but I noticed that it wasn't really, I could not correlate it to a lot of business growth. I was, I get ad revenue, but it really isn't shit. It's like a penny a click. So it takes a while for it to actually generate. Um, but I have some stuff on there. If people want to check out what I do, um, I have my first full length van- vanilla video that I made this go around. Um, and so that one's on there. And then I've pieced out that one into a few different clips. And then I have a clip of another one that I've made. Um, so it'll give you guys a taste of, of the kind of quality that I as a content creator am putting into what I'm doing. And it shows, you know, why some of us have steak dinner pricing and some people have hot and ready little Caesars. And I talk to my <laughs> girls in my network all the time. You don't want to be a hot and ready. Yeah, hot and ready is yeah. good when you're in college and you're starving. That's wonderful. But I'm not catering to college boys. I'm catering to distinguished connoisseurs who like beautiful women who use sexuality as their art. That is what I'm doing. This is my art form. So, so yeah. speaking about the art form, how many toys do we have in our collection? <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So here's the funny thing is uh, on Beatbox, one of my first weeks, I talked a sex work tip about working with the toy sellers on Twitter. Do you ever get those toy sellers in your DMs? They're legit. I haven't got one yet. They're legit. Oh, I can send them your way if you want free toys. Um, They're legit. All that they ask is that you give them a a positive review on Amazon. They send you the money through your PayPal to buy the toy that they're selling. They'll give you a little menu. It'll have like three to like eight choices on their menu. It's all these different companies. And then if you come through for them, when they get new toys, you're the first people that they reach out to. So I have a arsenal of sex toys because of these toy sellers. They're actually such an ally to solo creators like myself. When I first started out again, I didn't really have much. I had a Hitachi wand um, that I had had for a God, since I worked at a sex store when I was in college, so like 2014, I bought this Hitachi wand. It was on its last legs when I started camming again in February, and that fucker burnt out within a month. It was like, help me. (laughs) But I didn't have the money to invest in toys, Uh, so these toy sellers came through, and they really helped. No doubt. So how often do you film your content to keep up with updates? So I try to film, uh, I try to keep myself on a good schedule, first of all, because I'm a Virgo and it's kind of part of how I have to function. Uh, but the second of all, it just helps me have an idea what I'm doing. I need to be able to track what kind of time I'm spending on things, where I'm actually profiting with my time spent and where I'm wasting my fucking time. So filming, I have a whole entire um, procedure for. So I film my vanilla films on Tuesday. Um, and I do like my photos for like social media, things like that on Tuesday. And then on Fridays, I film my fetish stuff. 
Um, for me, I am a woman that is very guarded um, in a lot of ways, and, and I have to be careful with my time management. So the only times that I, at this point, produce uh, content is either if it is a project that I am passionate about and I want to see done for myself, or if it's a custom that has been ordered. So mm -hmm. most of the things that you guys see from me are customs that I have made for other people. Um, so it's I basically repurpose what I make because I don't want to burn out. Burnout is a very, very real thing with this industry and it'll make you want to fucking die. And I already struggle with my mental health and I have to keep myself like happy. Um, so I only film if I've already been paid to film. <laughs> okay. I see yeah. Because I mean, especially nowadays because we're in the microwave era and I already know how only fans love to send them emails to bug y'all. You haven't updated in a week, and we're yeah, going to be I'm like, fuck you. If you don't update or post something, mm -hmm. I'm like, it, it, it's like they're forcing us to go out of our wheelhouse because now we can't do rollouts anymore. Right. You know, period. And then when you add into these new content creators who just want to just flood, 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 flood. Right. You know, and it, like I said, what's lost is the quality. Because when, when you worried about quantity, you lose the quality because right. you're going to miss some because you're too busy trying to keep up with right. the Jones. And you I'm know. very firm on the fact that this is how I express myself as an artist. I am making these films. I'm like Quentin fucking Tarantino, okay? Like, I'm really putting everything into this down to my lighting, down to the effect, down to what I'm saying, down to the POV, all of it. It is all calculated and planned. When I make a custom with somebody... I work with that person because I charge a $20 consultation fee to make sure that first of all, that person's not a time waster because time wasting is a fucking problem. And I have a short, short fuse for it. I will pull the fucking plug. Um, but if they pay that $20 consultation fee, then they get a whole hour of my time, which is way less than what I would charge for that. We get an hour and you can pick my brain. Um, I can pick your brain. You can tell me exactly what your fantasy is. And I can tell you exactly how much it's going to cost you. Um, I charge for everything, uh, supplies for fetish stuff, costuming, if you want something specific, um, time investment, um, the complicatedness. If I have to have like a, a partner to help me film it or to help with like cleanup for like fetish stuff, things like that, I have to make sure that their time's paid for. So, you know, when you're out the door for a custom video from me, I'm charging $500 probably on average for your mm -hmm. run of the mill, like fetish video. Um, my custom started $200. Um, and you know, I work with people's budgets. I'm realistic to, to my clients. I only deal with people that I actually like. So you're not going to get a shitty half-ass effort from me if you're buying from me. Um, essentially what I'm doing is I'm treating you like one of my own. You're part of my network and, and I want to make you happy. So I understand that money's tight. Like I will take a payment plan with you. You know, if you want to buy a big project from me, you can pay me within the next month. I want your first and, and second paycheck, you know, every two weeks, I want you to be paying me off of those. So you deposit it the first time, you know, you've paid for your thing, you put your deposit on, I'm going to fucking work with you. Because why would I, you know, why would I not be realistic to this is a luxury service, and I'm treating it as such. And I have a window of time, a seven to 14 day turnaround on it, because I am putting work into it. Um, so it's a big process for me. It's like if I'm making a film, also, my videos are 15 minutes to 30 minutes long, like straight up storyline shit, like old school 80s fucking porno shit. I love that. 
that's where the and, art and, fell and, off. And, 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 and thank you, because that's what's missing is the storytelling in our business. Because there's there's no storytelling. Hell, you can't even get women to wear heels in the damn more. Because when I saw you mm. had a picture with some heels, I, I I wanted to applaud you. Say thank you. Oh, thank you. Because, <laughs> I mean, don't get it twisted. I get the bare feet, but you do realize part of the foot fetish is wearing heels. Dudes do right. Well, and, and you're just putting those on for the filming. It's not like you're wearing yeah. them all day. It's it, it just to me, it's kind of like when, because I'm going to tell you who, who, who made it seem like, he, like I said, I keep saying Miss Be Nasty. Yes, it's, it's, no, I do not hate her. I love her. But she's ground zero for what's the problem is. Because all she did was solo. Yeah, I'm and not sure who that is. Solo. I'm not sure yeah. who that is, but... Um, when she, it comes down to the prettiest way, she was the poster child for only bands. Okay. Like then, like when you the way we used to talk about Jimmy Jameson, the way that people were talking about her. Okay. So it, it, a lot of girls copied what she did as far as the business. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, you came in in 2000, you came in back in the day. Copying so, other people is always the first mistake that models make, though, is because they're not coming to you for other people. They're coming to you for you. You have to hone in on what yours. What is your thing? Are you good at doing makeup? Great. Fucking sit on a dildo while you put lipstick on. Holy fucking shit. It's not that complicated. Make your brand. If you do not have a brand, you are going to be faceless. You're going to fizzle out in two months. And then this is the other thing that Ms. B. Nash did. She posted how much she was making from OnlyFans. See, now you couple that with you posting how much you're making and all you're doing is solo. Guess what girls are thinking? But that's that's all I do. You make that same money. Not realizing that Miss B. Nash had to do stuff for subs. Right. Promo for promo. She had to do live shows. She eventually did Boy Girl. You know, period. Even though she trashed the porn business, the same business that she's trying to get in. You so know. fucking garbage, dude. How could you... you know how could you be anti-sex worker and a sex worker at the same time? Yeah, I never like understand it. Shit, like, I need a porn dick that's not in porn. I'm like, what? So you can fuck this dude and not give him no content? No, yeah. pay his yeah. You just so gonna you fuck can, So you can expect him to clout chase? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, um, that shit's, like, demasculating, too, like, in a lot of ways. It's, like, being used for your dick. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It goes both ways. I think the true, like, feminism is equalism. You need to fucking respect people equally across the board. Uh, I don't, I'm not down with that kind of shit, uh, using men for that. I think that is really messed yeah. up. Because to, me, because to me, just, like, I get it if he's a, he's a trick, he want to film you, and he and he paid you, and he don't mind using content. That's fine. I get that. That's when in the midst of an escort, this and third. But for you to sit here, you grab Billy down the street, who ain't trying to do porn, right? Who ain't trying to have only fans. And you talk him don't into signing it. that release. Yeah, yeah. You got to convince him to sign a release, and then guess where it's happening? It's always fucking happening. I'm pretty sure it happened. Damn, Miss Be Nasty Monkey ass. He gets a girlfriend. Girlfriend finds out he wants her to take it down. Mm-hmm. Now that's a conversation that she don't feel like having, you know. Mm-hmm. Period. And, and then it becomes and, revenge porn. Thank you. So it's kind of like, to me, that's why iron sharpens iron. If you're going to do this business, do it with professionals. That's the reason why there was gatekeeping back in my day. Right. Well, and it, that's it, that's exactly it. Is that that's why gatekeeping is a thing because there's gatekeeping in any career. Not everybody is out there telling it all. But now you can't even um, go to Goodwill and get an affordable fucking shirt because all of the dumbasses that are flipping and talking about their hustle openly 
are fucking their own game. And it's like, stop. Social media has um, destroyed humanity as a whole. But that's a whole different conversation. Um, I mean, you can see the decline where social media started. Um, It's like even things like yesterday, like uh, Dylan and I were talking about like racism and things like that and how things have become so much even yuckier in the age of like the future and and social media because these fucking horrible people have been given a fucking platform to dog whistle from. Like. We've gone yeah, back. I always, I, I always say that. I say the foolishness of the few drowns out the truth of the many. Because the few has the voice online to be heard. Right. You know, period. Because even like when I sit back and look at some of the male times that get dragged online, a lot of it is it, it's not worth the post because it was just a bad business. Not every business deal is going to end on a good note. Not every, because even with girls that I work with, we ended at odds. For whatever reason it might have been. Happens the majority of the time, all the time it wasn't my fault, because a lot of times females come in this business and don't have patience. Mm-hmm. You know, period. I mean, even when I listen to some of the dumb shit they say, well, I make my trailer like 30 seconds because I'm afraid he's going to jerk off and not want to buy it. Did that make any goddamn sense, people? In a business well, where motherfuckers jerk off to watch. At some point, if they jerk off enough to it, they're going to buy it. They're going to go to your, they're going to go see you on cam. They're going right. to buy it. It's how you create a customer. That's why I have the Pornhub because then people see the quality of what I'm doing. You got to put your money where you have to put your money where your mouth is. Um, yeah. So I, I totally am also with that. I'm not willing to put anything out there that I'm not willing for somebody to come over. Yeah, that coming is part of the equation. Crazy. I want to get yeah, them addicted. I'm, like, I'm like a push, I'm like a crack dealer with my pussy. Okay, like yeah, I like the first one's free, first one's fucking free. But that playlist is gonna wear out real quick, and you're gonna want something I made for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because it's kind of like, but see, that's what I mean by the women that are successful. They understand how this business works. The women that are not, they say dumb shit like that. Cause like I can't even listen to the spaces on on X anymore. Well, Twitter. I think I think a rule of thumb is that women that find success in this business are women that will find success in any business because they are business minded and they are professionals. Yeah, which is sad. Which is crazy because we're the only entertainment genre where no one comes in with a long term plan. They come in. Oh, I'm just gonna be here for a couple of months. You know, that's all I'm gonna do. Playing my pussy for a little bit on Chatterblade <laughs> till I pay off my car note, then I'm out. Would I you be know? blowing your mind if I told you my long game, as long as I can remember, has always been to be a slut? Always, forever. I have always been pro slut. I have always been pro sexuality, pro woman. Like I always aspire. Like I was embarrassed that I was a virgin. <laughs> like, I was like, I want to be Ooh, out there holding it up with the fun girls. Yeah, my crew. I was the last one to lose my my crew. I was I felt depressed. <laughs> I was really I was sad. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> I lost my virginity when I was 15. I shouldn't have been sad about that. But like for real, like uh I always aspired to do this. I knew that this was my long game. I know I tried to get out of it and fucking did college, did corporate shit, managed fucking billion dollar properties. Okay. But here's the reality of it. 
it all never worked out. And it always has led me back to the adult industry because this is where I belong. And that's okay. You know, my uh, earthly mothers are all famous, you know, bimbos. Uh, Anna Nicole Smith, my biggest inspiration. The first time I saw her on TV when I was 12 years old in the seventh grade was on the E! Network with the Anna Nicole Smith show. And she was a mockery to everybody else, but she was a fucking hero to me. So I saw that and I wanted to be like that. I love Samantha Nicole Smith. She's my uh, she's my everything. That's that's my mom. <laughs> she is sexy as a motherfucker. But see, that's my point. It's like it, like I said, it, it's just to me we make the when the game became too easy and anybody can get in it, it changed the game and made it worse. Because even to the point, like I said, across the board, you used to film with a camera, studio lights. Now, cell phone and ring lights. And I'm sorry, ring light by itself ain't enough fucking light. You know, no. period. There's and, a, a, and I, a heavy equation of a good production, even if you're using a cell phone, it's still, you know, there's it's still a process. Yeah, because I don't, it, I hate cell phones. I hate because the, the lens ain't big enough. I'm sorry. It's too much work you gotta do. Why did y'all pick the the one the one fucking device that's the most work? For you to use in order to <laughs> because we're because so, it's so you know what i think that you need to go consume some things that i have made so that you can mm. have your whole entire mind blown about your perception of solo creation oh, oh, oh no, no 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 don't get it twisted if there's some people that do great work with their phone yes but i'm old school you get what i'm saying yes, i do Camera get that makes the difference because the lens is bigger i can yeah. catch more with it than i can and two how many phones can you put on fucking mute and you don't kill the sound? Like, if I right now, let's say, if I sit here and turn the notifications off, I can't get no sound. Mm-hmm. So I'm filming with no sound. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And then some of these motherfuckers, you sitting here supposed to be filming, you get a phone call. I put my phone, so when I film, I use two iPhones. Uh-huh. Uh, I have an iPhone 11 and I have an iPhone 14. So my iPhone, the newer one is the one that I'm on right now, but both of them have pretty quality video. So I put them both on do not disturb and completely shut the sound off when I'm doing it. And then I have two different perspectives going, but then I upload them into my video vault and then I will cut them together in like an editing app. And so it's got different angles and things like that. Um, So for me, I have figured it out. But when I first started, I definitely struggled and fumbled uh, trying to figure out how to actually make like quality stuff. My first film is really embarrassing that I made um, in February. It's not like embarrassing. I mean, other pe- it's better than a lot of other shit. But for me, it was not the quality of what I strive for. Um, but if you watch like my most recent one, uh, it's all about knowing how to work with the things that you have. My ultimate goal is I want to create a safe place that is a women-produced uh, company. I want to manage and teach women how to actually be successful and not just put their asshole out there and quit the next week. Um mm-hmm. I want to empower yeah. women with this business. Um, it's oversaturated. It is what it is, but we need to get these people into shape so that they quit fucking the game. So I want to provide that service for people. And I want to eventually have somebody that wants to invest in, in this with me and getting the equipment that I need 
things like that. That's like my ultimate goal. When I tell you I have a long game, my game is to do this until the day that I fucking die. And, and it is being, you know, I am the bimbo godmother. That's what a lot of girls in my network call me because I'm, I'm a girl's girl. I fucking love women. That's why I do what I do because of the women that did it before me. Um, you know, I love women and I, and seeing what's happened, it, it makes me depressed and it's also yeah. making me poor. So yeah, cause, cause, cause I ain't even gonna point. Like, it, like I said, it's just, it's a lot to get, how the game is changing, and to me, it's not changing for the better. Cause someone asked me, well, how do you get it back how it was, or you know, how would you change it? I said, simple, take away the damn discounts. I don't discount. Take away the discounts because you gotta quit doing the warehouse closeout fucking sales, you guys. That's not hot. Does somebody want to go buy the uh, pair of Nike from Ross? Making money like it used to be because if you got to sit here and make two OnlyFans, boo boo, you're not making money like that. Well, and okay, and the reality of it is that if somebody wants to spend money, the guy that wants to spend money is spending the money, okay? The guy that doesn't want to spend the money, he's not, and he's going to hit that free site, and he's going to waste your time, and he's going to consume the $3 video that you have, okay? My most sold video is a one-minute clip. After 30 days, he's going to cancel. Uh Wait 30 days and get it free again. So I will struggle financially. I do not smoke and mirror shit. I am fucking straight up about what I do because I think the smoke and mirrors is also part of the problem. Women have put this illusion that they're successful. They're in the 1.1%. You know why they're in the 1.1%? Because they haven't cashed their fucking money out in a year. That's why they're in that 1.1%. You know, when I cash my money out, I instantly drop in my percentage. I'm fucking doing this for my living. I'm not doing this for glamour, you guys. Like, I love what I'm doing. It's beautiful. But I'm not doing this for a 1.1% on fucking OnlyFans. Like, that's the problem. kills me. Motherfuckers is still posing that I'm top percent. It's embarrassing. I cringe. I'm like, oh, cool. You rely on OnlyFans. That tells me what I need to know. Um, yeah, and then, and then as soon as OnlyFans drop your fucking account, you fuck. Bye. What are you going to do? You didn't fucking build a brand. <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, so I would rather go poor than to drop my prices. Yeah. I will fucking yeah. go without paying my rent on time rather than to sell my shit at warehouse pricing. Because it isn't that. That's not. It and, is my art. And the third party is at top 1% or 0.8% or whatever percent it is. They're doing the free shit too. So, and, and people trust and believe. If OnlyFans showed you how much that one percent was making versus that ten percent, let me tell you how close it is. So I am in the yeah, top twenty to thirty percent. I fluctuate from top twenty. You guys will hear it here for me first. Other models, if you're fucking watching this, tune on because this is the truth. I fluctuate from the top twenty to thirty percent. Now do that reverse math. That means I am making more money. In 70 to 80% of the people on this app from a month-to-month basis. I have been on the website since March, okay? I only make, on my good days on OnlyFans, my good months, $400. You guys really happy with that? Are you guys happy with that? I'm not happy with that. I should be a top earner. I should be in the bottom. Here's another part of why the girls didn't understand why these girls are making six figures. They're celebrities? When OnlyFans first started... Well, not before the celebrities. There was no restriction on how much you charge for the paywall. That's one. So girls can go as high as 500 for the paywall. I remember seeing that. You feel me? 
So let's be let's be real. So that means all you need is five dudes to get your paywall once. Mm -hmm. That's what five hundred times five do the math. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah, I. That's I, why. I, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Also, I am so sorry to your viewers. If I have been interrupted, I have ADHD and I no, 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 no. You good. They love this. <laughs> this is why I love pod mommies. Pod mommies give great takes, great conversation. Go ahead. Well, and I'm actually really enjoying this conversation. Um, so here's the thing is that um, you know, uh these the the girls that they go in and they they dominate, a lot of them already have also a platform elsewhere. So you're never gonna be in the top earners no matter what if you don't have a platform. Uh it's weird. The girls that'll be like, I don't want anybody to know, but I want to start OnlyFans. It's like, where are you gonna get your fans? Where are your fans coming from? You know, it's half of the fucking title is only fans. Yeah. Um, so you know, uh I have my subscription is ten dollars a month, um, mm -hmm. and then also I send out uh, about probably once every two weeks um, a locked video, and then I'll just post here and there when I feel up to it on my feed. You know, uh, I notice that a lot of the guys that live on my OnlyFans they have their rebuild on, um, they have been there since the beginning, but I steadily keep ten or fifteen guys on my OnlyFans, so it's not a lot. But they're consistently there and they haven't given up on me. And they're also unlocking my videos. So I'm getting that $10 a month. You know, there's $150 on average a month that I'm getting in subscription, okay? But then my locked messages are anywhere from $7 to $30. Um, so I'm getting that. And those guys, um, I test all the time. I'll, I'm doing a contest right now. They have until the end of today to respond to this post and they get the next step of my treasure hunt. So I'm seeing who's active and I'm fucking filling it out and I'm feeling who's actually like participating in that rather than seeing those guys that are participating who I already knew because they're already liking my stuff. I'm really proving to myself that these guys are not actually there all the time. They're going there, they're jerking off, and they're not coming back for the rest of the month. So it, OnlyFans for a lot of people, I think, is a one and done thing. And if you're not hooking them on their first orgasm, they're not going to rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> and because that was interesting. Everyone talk about, yeah, I got these many people following me on OnlyFans, but you'll never hear them say how many subscribers they have. I have 900 active people on my Instagram, though, that are all real. Mm. All real, not paid for, organically grown people that are in my DMs. No, and you me, I found that they had bots that work for OnlyFans. I remember a girl was talking about that. I They're said, trying to scam so us all so hard. These OnlyFans bots, these girls that end up in your DM, they say, hey, hon, do you want to do a share for share? Why the fuck would you want to share for share with me if you are in the top 1.1% making all this fucking money? Why are you asking me for a share for share bot? And uh, because it's a scam. It's a scam, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. OnlyFans has become a scam. Oh, every which way in the world. Because like the I said- The top earners I mean, are not even actually the people. These are people that have sold their fucking rights, sold their fucking OnlyFans, and now scammers run them. There are telegram groups to buy them. I can show you right fucking now. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said the girls that you was hearing back during the pandemic, they were screaming at six figures. Oh, I was getting paid a thousand dollars for a picture. Guess where they at now? No longer on OnlyFans. Probably not even in the business no more. Because when that first because that first two months, it's you hot. Month three. After they didn't seen the bullshit that you got up there, that's bullshit. 
they ain't buying it no goddamn more. And now you question, man, now I got to get a job. Man, I got to get a job. My first month, I did 10 subscriptions for the month for free to start it off. Guess what? Guess who never fucking paid? Those 10 subscribers that hit up that free deal, they never fucking gave me any money. But guess who did pay? The people that I accumulated slowly. And they have consistently paid me. Um, You know, that the warehouse shit. I'm so glad that we're on the same page with that because it makes me cringe. It makes me fucking Mm. cringe. It's a desperation. And you don't want to look desperate. No. Yeah. That's when people take advantage of you. Yeah, because I I keep telling you, the worst thing you can do is say free. Because I'm going to give you this example, smokers. If someone said, I'll give you a call for free, you ain't taking that call. The first question you're going to ask is, what's wrong with you? That's the first question you're going to ask. So, what you think people are going to say about your point if you say that my shit for free? <coughs> I'm just saying. It's not worth the clout coins, guys. No. Like, clout is not worth you wrecking a fucking livelihood for an entire, like, workforce. <laughs> I'm, and two, for the stuff that y'all have to go through, Right. We're not well, even talking solos. We ain't even talking about the solo girls. But the, the sex solo workers though. in we, general. The fucking horrible things that people us. have had to go through. All the women that have had to go to fucking jail for you to have an OnlyFans that you're not fucking valuing yourself on. Mm. Those women that fucking paved the way. Your fucking whore mothers. They paved the way. I was one of those whore mothers on the fucking first round of fucking camp modeling shit. I came from Live Jasmine. That's how fucking old school I am. Um, Jasmine. <laughs> like, Jasmine. So Live Jasmine took me to Streammate, which is now like the mecca. But like we yeah. did this stuff so that we could have this be our livelihood. And now the women that are established and taking myself out of it, because I'm not shit in the actual, rep, you know, big old picture but those women that have worked so hard to destigmatize sex work are fucking um, finding themselves in survival sex work. How does that yeah. make you feel? That sur- that sex work has rather become a survival thing at this point for a lot of people that didn't have to have it that way. It's so it's spitting in the face to full service sex workers. First of all, those are the fucking women that I respect the most. Um, if I was not in this spiritual celibacy era, I would absolutely be out there fucking pounding the pavement with those girls because that's the fucking way. That's the real way. Like those women are providing a goddamn service to so many people. You know how many disabled men, uh, you know, use the services of these women, uh, people that could not ever experience intimacy and they're changing lives, you guys. Like what? That's some real shit. These women are fucking amazing. They're heroes. Why yeah. is it the oldest profession? Because it's fucking important. Yeah, good, good thing. Even back in the day, shit, you, you, it was fashionable to have a hoe on your arm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it still is. <laughs> People remember Harlots? The, the shit, the series Harlots? Back in England, God, they, 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 if you was a lord, you had a wife and a whore. <laughs> you had a wife and a whore, goddamn. And the wife knew you had a whore and didn't give a shit, God. That's a, it's giving right wing conservative man. <laughs> yeah, actually. And them the freakiest motherfuckers, but the main oh, ones. Oh, yeah, they're the, they're the ones that ask you to fucking shit on them. <laughs> fucking. They're like, tell me I'm porn. awful. So I've heard we political. Don't love porn. Can, can, can you please shove that dildo in my ass, though? You know, <laughs> we don't love porn. 
I did really need that dildo in my ass, though. <laughs> we hate gay men. We hate gay men. We hate people having rights. Meanwhile, we're going to utilize the services of gay escorts. <laughs> Basically, exactly. It's it, always, it, people it, always it, hate what reflects them. Yeah. There's always it's just like Lizzo's fat ass being fat phobic. Fuck you, Lizzo. Fuck you for being fat phobic to I, us I like that. Like, but you know something? I heard that she was a bitch. Hey, I kept hearing rumor mill that she had a bitch. She had a bitch. She had a I bitch. never have liked Lizzo. I they always give uh fat girls that are the worst people the platform. And it's like, get put me on, guys. Come on, I'll be the good one. <laughs> give me a chance. Give me a chance. <laughs> oh my goodness. So how did you get with palms? Oh my god. So it's really funny. So actually I had a moment of realization, like a full circle moment today. Okay. So this is gonna be a fun story. So I um started doing this. As I said, I left the corporate shit uh right before Christmas. Almost caused everything in my life to just suffer, was facing homelessness, things like that. And I was like, what am I gonna do? Oh get back on the saddle and so I got on webcam I started back up on streammate and I'm like oh yeah I remember why I quit cam modeling and started managing other cam models because it's fucking exhausting um cam modeling it's like that like it attracts the energy vampires (laughs) the guys that'll come in and just uh, my favorites though when I cam are kind of like straight up energy vampires but because it's like money like the guys yeah. that get on and they're like tweaking on meth or something and they're just like feverishly masturbating for hours and like they'll just hang out watch you like watch porn or just talk to them God, those are the money guys I love them but it's so exhausting because those guys that want to talk want to hang out with me because I yeah. can talk um, and so I am so drained from cam modeling so I was like I've got to build a brand I got to fucking get my Instagram to where it was pre-only fans. I've got to fucking jump back on the saddle and like do this how I know. So I got on Instagram um, and I started a profile that I had into a sex work profile. And then my backup on Instagram is actually my original sex work profile, which is really funny how it became that. Um, But anyway, uh, so I got on there and I had to build and I did something bad. But I think in the beginning, if you really have the right intentions, I don't mind if you come borrow my guys. But I went to girls that looked like me and I was like, hey, who's active on their shit? Who are are guys that might follow? So I went and I was like, okay, this guy like this. It's called poaching in the industry and it's not moral. But it is something that I think is necessary. If you're really hustling, I can respect you doing it, okay? Yeah. But don't be wasting fucking time. So uh, I was poaching, and I found Dylan. And I was like, fitness protection program? This guy, this guy's cool. I love what he's doing. And I'm looking, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, he didn't have, like, a huge, huge following. And I was like, this guy is, he's like-minded to me. I can guarantee you. And so I didn't do it for my own self-promotion I was genuinely like interested in Dylan as a human so I dm'd him and I was like I like what you're doing this is fucking cool um I want to learn more about thickness protection program and so he knew immediately that I wasn't like a clout chaser or somebody that was trying yeah. to use him you know and that's what he told me I didn't know that until you know we've had our origin story conversation <laughs> um but so we started following each other and just chatting and he was like, do you want to um, do like a live with me? And I was like, sure. Yeah, of course I do. Like, cause I didn't really have much of a following. I had maybe like 300 people. Um, 
I was like, sure, absolutely, please. Uh, let's do that. So we went live together and I didn't know about Palm. I didn't know that he did the music reviews, any of it. Well, I'm obviously a hip hop head. Uh, got the Wu-Tang always with me. Uh, and the thing is, I is love that a woman that really... loves Wu-Tang. So you're making me have more of a crush on you more than I already had. <laughs> That's <laughs> why I do good. That's what I'm saying. People can't be me. You're not going to be me. So figure I, out I, why. I, I, I people think you got a Ouija board in your thigh. Okay. I, do. I'm I noticed also... that. Is that a Ouija board? I'm a paranormal investigator. <laughs> so I ghost oh hunt. You just, yeah, you, yeah. She's white material. There's nothing boring about her. <laughs> There isn't. There isn't. But some people don't like that at all either. Um, I'm an acquired taste. People don't like women that are confident and truly happy. Uh, a lot of people don't always like that. So I'm I'm attracted to alpha females because I'm I, an alpha male and I need an alpha female to bounce me out. I've always been like a beast tamer. Like the roughest guys are always like so soft for me. <laughs> like guys, I'll sit out your house and fucking stake out for you. You know, like guys tell me, they'll do anything. Um, and, and these are people that are my friends. I, I'm just fucking real. But we're getting off topic. You fluffed my head a little too much. I got excited. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Palm and I went live on Insta. We started talking music. And we're both like hip hop heads. We both like that, like back back rap, like uh, real like indie kid kind of shit too. So like we on like a huge spectrum. Uh bonded over music and so it was like bestie status like right away like i see you like we get along really well um and it was fun and so he a few weeks later approached me and he was like hey i have a project i want to do with you and i was like sure yeah i, I love projects <laughs> keeps my mind busy and yeah. he's like uh i want to call it beatbox after your name the B-U-A-X from Boxy Box. And we're going to talk about music. And I was like, really? You want to do that with me? Like, I'm nobody. <laughs> and he was like all about it. And I was just like, I'm still so flattered and honestly just honored that he chose like this white girl from Eastern Washington to talk about hip hop and music and culture with every week. Like what? That's fucking so cool. Um, and so we just started this project and our first episode is a little rough. <laughs> it's pretty funny to go back and watch. I'm like, Oh God. Um, I mean, and yesterday was episode 13. Um, we've nice. both done one episode solo when one of us wasn't there, but we've only missed a couple of weeks when there was like holidays and stuff. So we have stayed consistent on this project and, people that we're reviewing the music of now are actually seeing it and they're commenting and interacting and uh, you know, we're very authentic. So we I mean, it's been a little awkward when we see somebody we ripped on enter the chat, <laughs> but also the ones that we've enjoyed have been noticing too. And, and any publicity is good and we're being really honest with how we feel about stuff. And this is both of our passion project. We're having fun with it. We do the mental health check-in, which is really important to both of us. Um, I'm a traumatized individual. I have mental health problems I carry with me. And, and I like to just talk about the realities of what I'm facing. Dylan talks about what he's facing. And we also talk, you know, to people all the time with what we do on social media for work. And so we're listening to our friends also and like about, you know, this subject on beatbox. And so, you know, we're really just applying it to like people's real like things. You know, we talk about current events and, um, all sorts of stuff. So we have a podcast and a sex work tip every week. 
we have a formula and it's really fun. We also, um, if anybody is interested in checking out Beatbox, uh, it's live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Um, p- Pacific time. Uh, so Palm and I both stream it off of our Instagrams and then Palm's um, uh, YouTube channel. All of that is linked in my link tree. Um, so anywhere you find me, search Foxy Box, you're going to find me. Um, and my links have it. It has the beatbox playlist um, that I've created also with all the music that uh, we've reviewed. So we're up to like 140 songs in 13 weeks. So we've reviewed, and those are all the new releases that come out every single week. We're reviewing albums. He picks one, I pick one. We pick a mutual. I pull three songs from each album, and then we both do a single. Yeah, because like even when I saw the podcast, the ladies I started with, it's like I just didn't just want to talk about just sexuality and porn. We we talk about like the current events, whatever you know. what I'm saying uh, mm-hmm. even even politics every now and then, or whatever. It's well, you know, little sexual tidbits or whatever. And right. to me, it, I'm glad that more of us is getting into this porn, this podcast space mm-hmm. because. One of the things, which one of the reasons why I love Dylan, Dylan's my homie. People know that. They mean him like brothers in this. You know, it makes you ladies more than what the fans are seeing because they hear y'all talk. They're showing it on television. You're smart. You're savvy. You're business savvy because a lot of times they don't realize how smart you ladies are when it comes to doing this business. You know, period, and some of y'all backgrounds. Cause some of some of y'all got master's degrees. Some of y'all work, like you said, came from corporate fucking America. You can't be a dummy to work in corporate America, it, regardless if you fucked your way up the ladder or not. You still <laughs> got <laughs> all my bosses you were know. women, unfortunately. <laughs> I'd have gone a lot further. Let me tell you. Hey, um, hey, we all need a little push to get to the top shit. You know, I um, actually have, uh, I majored in political science. Like, I wanted to be a lawyer, like, um, but I am poor, and I don't come from a place of a lot of privilege financially. So mm-hmm. here I am, you know, I couldn't afford to do it. So, you know, just because we're tits doesn't mean we're not brains, too. Oh, no, the brains are there with the tits. And like we were talking about, you know, in if a wo- if you see a woman is successful on this platform, that's because she's fucking smart. She yeah. is smart. She's probably smarter than you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I didn't hear this sexy lady up here for an hour, and you know we ain't even touched the surface of everything we could have talked about. We'll have means- to do this again. Oh, for sure. That's why I'm about to ask you. Can I call you a smoke buddy? Uh, can you what? Call you a smoke buddy. Oh, yeah, and I'll always smoke with you. <laughs> Y'all heard it first. She will be back. Here's a smoke better on the Smokers Lounge, and we're going to bring it to the premium smoke room. Y'all know what it is. The best smoke is always premium. Four ninety nine a month. Five premium podcasts for you to enjoy. Y'all know what it is. It gets more provocative. It gets more crazy. It gets more uncensored. It gets more wild. A titty might pop out. A dildo might pop out. You don't know unless you subscribe and you can only watch these videos on spotify that's right spotify has video like that of youtube and you can only see if she does something crazy on the premium smoke room podcast if you subscribe and you can only watch it on spotify so with that being said miss foxy box tell everybody where they can spend money on you and 
where they can find that wonderful podcast. All right, here's the here's the rundown. And I'm going to take a hit for you guys before I leave, too. But first, we'll get to business. Rundown is, I would prefer if you hit me up on social media. Don't waste my fucking time. That'll get you blocked. Then you'll have to use OnlyFans if you want access to me. Um, so here's the thing. Hit me up on Instagram, first and foremost. Twitter probably will work. We'll deal with it. If you if you want a custom video, if you want girlfriend experience, if you want to see my menu, I am steak. Don't come at me if you don't have the pockets for steak. Um, I have kind of a basic menu. I can deal with what you're working with, but don't expect me to pull out all the bells and whistles if you don't want to actually use me as a professional. There's my disclaimer. Okay, so with that being said, if you're like the hot, you know, hot and ready, you want just kind of access to what you want to cherry pick what you want. My OnlyFans is a great place to jerk off. I keep some videos there. There is full length video, um, everything. And if you want more than that through the OnlyFans, um, you know, subscribe and drop me a DM. Um, other than that, if you want a custom, uh, hit me up for a consultation on Instagram. Uh, and if you want to check out Beatbox again, Instagram is where I live, you guys. I'm growing this Instagram. I'm at like 900 something subscribers, but they're solid subscribers. And I love my people there. Um, so come over. Let's hang out. I'm very real. I post about my life. Um, I have a network of really hot models. And we do um, events live on Instagram all the time. This Friday, we're doing Jackbox, which is an interactive game that you guys can join in on. So follow my Instagram. I'm FoxyBox, F-A-W-X-Y-B-A-U-X, or X, or XXX. So no matter how many X's you're finding me, you just got to know how to spell the box. <laughs> there you go, people. So that being said, we're at the end of another wonderful episode. And I got another wonderful pod mommy that I can talk to. Y'all be seeing her a lot because y'all will be bringing her sex ass back. You know, Such an honor. So I hope to see in person so I can smoke with and get a nice hug with her sexy ass, you know. I smell good too. I always smell like cake and cookies. You know I love eating cake and cookies. Yeah, I love eating cake and cookies. And that is why I'm just a complete package. I'm a walking hot fudge Sunday. <laughs> I'm a piece of birthday hey, cake. Yeah, I would say something. I'm gonna be I'm 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 gonna be I'm not gonna be naughty today. Uh, we'll save that for the premium premium smoke room you're damn right so with that being said people we out life is a learned experience what's the point of the experience if you haven't learned anything smoke this over Miss Box everybody goodbye Good night. Uh,